Hey, 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 welcome back. This is Aaron Burdoff with the Wine and Food Experience. Now you guys know me as a wine blogger, wine educator around Twin Cities area. And recently I've reached a new milestone. I have become a wine judge. That's right, just put that right under my belt. A couple weeks ago, I was judge at the International Cold Climate Wine Competition. And I gotta tell you, it was wonderfully run, had a wonderful time doing it. Uh, and I, I did post up the results on my blog as well. And you know, the one thing I realized when I was doing this competition was that a lot of people don't know what actually happens at wine competitions. They like, can, can I come to this event? Or how do you not get drunk at these sorts of events? So I, I took all the frequently asked questions and put them on a post uh, in addition to the uh, results of the International Cold Climate Wine Competition on my blog. So go ahead and check that out at www.aaronbirdoffwine.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-B-E-R-D-O-F-E-W-I-N-E.com. And I think you'll enjoy it. It'll be a good time for both of us. Anyway, so recently I've been spending a lot of time in Vermont for my other career. And of course, while I get bored doing that, uh, I tend to just go out and drink some wine wherever I can find it. And Vermont is interesting because it is very similar to Minnesota in the fact that we are just kind of starting out on this cold, hardy grape project. And um, yes, it's been going on for about you know a decade, I would say, in both states officially. Um, but it's really ramping up right now. And so uh, coincidentally, I met Sarah Grandstrom of Lincoln Peak, and she is also the new president of the Vermont Grape and Wine Council. So I decided to sit down with her and have a nice little conversation about Vermont wine. So we talked about, you know, which grapes are performing well, the future of the industry, and we also kind of discussed being an insidity snob. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the interview, and here it is. So the question is, what wine pairs well is, with a maple with, milkshake? With, with the, the finish of a maple milkshake? Yeah, I don't know if there is such a thing. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a large soda size. Right. You know, yeah. straw? Fixed, no, normal straw. Normal straw. Normal wow. straw. So it's a yeah. little runny. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's good. In fact, the demolition derby is tonight, so if you feel like going back and having the county fair experience... <laughs> Well, I, I grew up in Iowa, so we had the Iowa State Fair, you know, top ten destination in America. There you go. <laughs> this is a little smaller, but it is the largest agricultural fair in the state. There That's are bigger fairs, but That's they're not all agricultural. Right, based. right. So do you have wine there, too? Are you, we are don't you do wine. Okay. No. Um, it's, there's not a lot of alcohol involved, um, and that's just fine. Yeah. I'm, I, we do a ton of events and a ton of festivals, and I'm happy to choose some that I can go to as a participant, not as a vendor. Right. <laughs> oh. And we're the only wine in Addison County, so it wouldn't be like there could be a wine well, it'd be like, or anything. You know, the, like, well, that's the us. For you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it would be only us. <laughs> Um, 
I don't know. Do you know any of these wines? Uh, well, I'm drinking the Monopolciano. Which one? The Monopolciano. Oh, excellent. And how do you like it? It's... It pounds you over the nose. I don't think that's probably <laughs> <laughs> It is pretty intense. What can I get for you? Um, could I have a glass of the rosé? You absolutely can. Thanks. So are you a native Vermonter? Born and raised in Addison County here, Born too? in Porter Hospital. Wow. In fact, okay. you probably could find my records. <laughs> Not that I should. <laughs> Interesting. So you were born and raised, so you've been in here your entire life. And uh, so far, I'm not going anywhere. Right, yeah. Were your parents in agriculture then? Um, my parents didn't grow up in agriculture, but... Um, there you are. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, my dad, they both went to Middlebury College. Okay. And then my dad worked in a couple of dairy farms and a couple of apple nursery or orchards right after graduation. And basically, mm -hmm. since from graduation forward, or even summers between college years forward, has been... Farmer. Okay. Um, my mom's always been our teacher. Interesting. So they've always kind of had their things. So. Right. <laughs> Very separate. Probably. Yeah, it's, it's important to have a little bit of separation. Right. Especially now that I'm working with my dad. Okay. It, it would be too much if there were three of us in the business. Right. Two works really well. Right, right. So you didn't decide to go a little agriculture, a little art on the side? Uh, no. <laughs> I, um... My, my artistic skills are, are limited to taking photographs for our, for our publicity. Hey, you know, that's that's something. That's so, talent. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Sorry to keep you waiting. Oh, no, not a problem at all. So when did you start getting into agriculture? Did you go to college here, too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've been working summers with my dad, straight up. Right. Um, you know, from... Yeah. from the time that I was capable of doing anything, my position was a gopher. And, so three, uh, I imagine. Yeah, maybe four or five. <laughs> you can get something, go. Yeah, and I was paid, you know, 50 cents an hour and we ran around doing odd jobs. We had a strawberry farm. Then. Okay. Um, and then we started planting vines in the latter half of when I was in the end of high school. Mm -hmm. So, but I've been always working with them through summers. And then I've been back. Just three years. Oh, okay. So Full time. Where did you go off to? I got as far away as, as Washington County and Chicken County, Vermont. Oh, okay. So a long way. A long way. <laughs> and I did a little bit of traveling and, and yeah. worked one vintage down at a winery. Okay. Which was kind of fun. Interesting. So did your dad grow grapes while you were growing up? Or was that just no, no, kind we of didn't. a... We, we didn't at all. We had, we had strawberries. We did a pick-your-own-strawberry farm. Mm -hmm. And for all 23 years, maybe. And then... Um, didn't plant grapevines until yeah, like junior high school. Or something yeah. Like that. Okay. Wow. And uh, it was it was then that these varieties started coming into existence. Right. So it was kind of impossible <laughs> for us to grow grapes. Exactly. And yeah. um, he heard about it because he had been doing some freelance writing journalism in mm -hmm. the winter times because strawberries are much more seasonal. There's really nothing going on in America. Yeah. And um, and wrote some stories. I don't remember. Who they were for, which magazines? I mean. But mm -hmm. anyway, wrote some stories about Elmer Swenson yeah. and some of these varieties, and then got interested. And since he already had a green thumb and was kind of curious, um, planted him. And when 
learned a few new things and tried it out and started a nursery. Interesting. Wow. So how long ago was that you said you were in? We started planting vines in 2001. Okay. Some time in your belt. And what did you start with? All the almost ones and varieties? And some Minnesota varieties. Some of those, yeah. And then on the U? Interesting. Um, and it's funny, people will look at our vineyard map and be like, so why do you have all of them mixed together? Mixing vines together. Oh, yeah, because we started planting right in what's now the middle of the vineyard. And we had this. As you know, no tradition, nobody's saying right. what to do or what not to do. So we planted a little planted a little bit of everything, a row of everything or half a row of everything, and right. just kind of mixed it all together and did a little small touch, test batches and saw what grew well. And then by the time we got to the extremities of the vineyard, that's where you'll see blocks of the same variety planted together right. because we figured out at that point <laughs> what we liked. Right, that makes And those sense. are planted in 2005, So it's kind of like a little trial garden in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. But people are like, what were you doing? Experimenting. <laughs> There's no other way to do it. No, it's not it's like, a, it's not like Pinot Noir where you can yeah. look at yes. Burgundy, of course, or California, or Oregon, or New Zealand and be right. like, well, what do we have in common with those places? So, did, I mean, there wasn't really a plan to start off with, obviously, since you were just planting wherever, but, I mean, in terms of training systems, everything didn't... We experimented, too. Okay. Yeah. We started uh, some with VSP, just because that's the most traditional, yeah. and um, had mixed success. I think we have only one row of VSP left in the vineyard, mm-hmm. and... Um, the mixed success had something to do with the training and something to do with the varieties, but we also did a lot of single wire, high high single wire, um, and we still have some high single wire, but we've mostly gone to GDC okay. because, well, I should back up by saying that when we had strawberries, we were, of course, rotating fields and cover cropping in between years. Right. So, and strawberries need a lot of nutrients, so we were adding a lot of those cover crops back in. And now our soils are extra rich, which means that the grapes put out a lot of growth, mm-hmm. and they're very vigorous. Right. And in order to slow down and try to bring the vigor under control a little bit, the GDC, which spreads them out as much as possible and gives them as much work to do as we possibly can. Yes. Yes, please. So... Right, right. So and it's all about controlling vigor right now for you guys. Yeah, everything. <laughs> We're shoot positioning right now, and even though we went through and shoot thinned in the spring, um, the vines are so vigorous that they pop out new basil buds mm-hmm. after we shoot thin. Okay. So we'll go back out and find too many shoots per node, wow. even though we already shoot thinned it all back to exactly right. where we yeah. wanted it. They put out more, so oh, we're going man. back and cutting more. Oh. Um, What's the irrigation like? I know in Minnesota we... I, I don't irrigation? There, there is one that no such, actually does it. No such thing as irrigating grape <laughs> right. vines. Right, right, Not right. here. <laughs> no. No, we have the irrigation pond there because we irrigated our strawberries. But, uh, okay. um, I don't... Interesting. So, was it 2004 that you started making wine? No, our first vintage must have been. I don't remember if it was 2006 or 2007 Mm -hmm. that we started making wine commercially. Because we started the business as a nursery. 
So we were actually selling some grapes to other Vermont wineries for the first few years when we had yeah. some grapes because we were purely focused on growing cuttings and selling the plants, which, thank you, um, was a very successful business. Yeah. We were just, we switched over, I think, well, Dad started making small batches of wine with some of the grapes that we kept back mm -hmm. and found out that it was really fun and he had a knack for it Yeah. and, uh, and so we decided to put in some tanks and that was it. Nice. We maintained both the nursery and the winery for a couple of years and then it was too much to have a vineyard and a nursery and a winery. Mm -hmm. We had to let one, one of the three go. Yeah. Wine's more interesting. <laughs> Bigger challenge, more fun. A lot of people think so. <laughs> so your dad makes is the head. Yes. Okay. All right. So he's he's the everything, wine. and I'm the everything else. All right. That works. Well. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. And I mean, you guys, you guys, you mentioned you were not the first winery in Vermont. There, no. But I'm assuming there are only a handful. Only a handful. I meant to. I meant to bring the guide with me. But I forgot. Maybe I gave you one already. Yeah. 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 Um. There are 21 on that passport. There are at least one other that I know of making wine that's not on that passport. But that includes ice cider, mm -hmm. fruit wine, grape wine from grapes grown in Vermont and not grown in Vermont. Mm -hmm. So they're not all vineyards. And all the time. They're not all even making grape wine. Right. It's a mixture. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Excellent. Busy. It's yeah. a crazy time of year for you guys, it, it is isn't it? It's a crazy time of year. Um, we're, it, just, it just keeps ramping up, basically, because the vineyard work continues to ramp up right. until the end of harvest. Right. And the tourists and business at the vineyard continues to ramp up yeah. until the end of harvest. So bo they both go in peril. It would be nice, <laughs> thing. It would be nice if they went in opposition. But instead, they go in peril. And then they drop off at the same time, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, we finish harvest. The end of September or beginning of October. Right. And then the tourists, I mean, as you well know, drop off a cliff basically Columbus Day. It's yeah. gone. So I look forward to Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, so how long has the Vermont grape growers been called? What's the official the, name for it? Oh, the Vermont Grape and Wine Council. Grape and Wine Council, yes. yes. How long have they been around? Oh, I should These know. These are questions you should know. Did <laughs> I mention I just got elected president? Yes. <laughs> These are questions I should know. I don't know, okay. um, is the, the short and honest answer. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... Yeah. 12 years. Okay. That makes sense. So, so, so I take mean, a wild stab at it. Were, were they a, uh, a resource for you when you started growing grapes? When your dad's kind of started growing oh. grapes and started making wine, was it? No. No, not exactly. Um, and we didn't really look to it to be. I mean, it's the industry in Vermont is so young that mm -hmm. people are still figuring things out. Right. And and. We're still learning and changing our techniques yeah. and improving every year. Mm -hmm. um, people ask me this sometimes, and, and they feel like they might be insulting me if they ask if we're still improving. And I was like, well, yeah, we're still improving. I, <laughs> I hope, hope so. I hope everybody is always improving. Right. <laughs> it's not an insult. <laughs> right, yes. Um, 
And so there, when we got started, there really weren't too many resources because, as I said before, Marquette's not one of those grapes where you can say, well, let's see what they do with Marquette in this place or in that place. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that Marquette would survive winters here. And that was about what we knew. <laughs> Basically, sums it up. So we're we're you know learning from other grape growing regions and trying to extrapolate and then modify mm-hmm. as we figure out what works and what doesn't. Any ones in particular, or do you no. just kind of look through them? All? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, pretty much everything. Um, in terms of winemaking, there are some good resources out there now. Um, a book called Northern Wine Work by Tom Plotcher, and I've forgotten his co-author's name, which mm-hmm. is embarrassing. But anyway, they, they they have some good information, and they do continually update that book. Um, there's some information from University of Minnesota, and some from Cornell about their varieties, about, you know, working with high acid grapes which right. we're working with yeah, and I'm thinking yeah. in terms of in terms of winemaking but we just try things out <laughs> well I think you mentioned at the vineyard that you um, as you put it you, you embrace the acid oh yes in the wine yes. I mean you can really and I'm trying to think of the latitude you're about the same latitude as southern Minnesota so I mean you do get quite a bit of acid in there and I did notice you know enough yeah. acid but oh, it yeah. certainly wasn't Overpowering. We're trying to balance it, but you do have to embrace it. We're not trying to mask it or deacidify or anything else. We're just, it's part of accepting it. It's part of the terroir here, Mm -hmm. and it is what it is. Right. So we balance it and then enjoy it. But I have noticed that my palate's changed since I've been drinking a lot Mm -hmm. more of acidic wines, and, and I don't care for lower acid wines as much as they used to. Right. You find a lot of wines just end up being flabby for you. Yeah. No, I, I get the same way. <laughs> it's like from Southern California. Just, uh, I feel like I'm an acid snob now. <laughs> I should say acidity snob. Acid yes, snob sounds yes. bad. <laughs> acidity. LSD? What? No. No, no, no. no, okay. no, no. Don't go there. <laughs> well, do you find that Vermont wines are coming to uh, a definitive regional kind of deal to their wines, or, I mean, is it still I think we're beginning to. Um, I think there are a a few growers and a few winemakers who are starting to sort of coalesce around grape varieties and Mm -hmm. styles, and um, I think Marquette is going to be a really good one for Vermont. Yeah. Um, Marquettes have gained some recognition certainly inside, but also outside the state, as, as, a, as a nice grape coming out of Vermont, and I think that that's going to be one of our one of our key identities. And I think La Crescent has a lot of promise as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Elmer's, my top two as well. Yeah, Elmer's <laughs> varieties are, are wonderful, and we mostly blend with them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Louise, a lot of folks are doing a single varietal Louise, and, and I like it, but I also like it blended with some of those other, right. other grapes. But the Marquette and the Crescent, I think, okay. are, are where we're aiming right. right now. Right, right. So how would you define each one? How would you define Marquette for Vermont? It's a tough question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, describing 
I always find describing wine sort of a silly exercise, oh, to okay. tell you the truth. Let's ignore all of the aroma descriptors for right now. <laughs> but I mean, for Marquette, so you've got this this little green note on top, and a lot of people in Minnesota are masking that mm-hmm. with oak. Mm-hmm. Do you find that the style of Marquette that they're making here is primarily oak, or are they kind of shying away from that and just mm-hmm. going pure varietal? Oh, no, I think most of the Marquettes I've tasted in Vermont have been barrel-aged. Mm-hmm. Um, but not heavily so. Yeah. I don't. I think. I think most people are going with a pretty steady hand yeah. towards oak, mm-hmm. um, because there's there's so much beautiful fruit in Marquette, and nobody wants to lose that. Right. Or cover it up yeah. Or, so. yeah. <laughs> That's the answer to your question. But. Yeah. Nope. Certainly. And I mean, the La Crescent hat is has that that wonderfully aromatic, nice to almost like the Muscat, just yeah. you know. Or a Gewurz, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, definitely. There's some variety, I think, which one I smelled the other day at another vineyard, which is lovely. It was mm-hmm. just like beautiful Gewurz to me. Right. Whoa! Right. <laughs> <laughs> which is not always the most positive comparison to make, mm-hmm. because Gewurz to has a mixed reputation. But right, right, it right. was for what it was, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So would you say that... Just what a few Vermont wineries are really focusing on those, or do you think it's a little more widespread than that? A lot of vineyards are growing all of those grapes, okay. and um, and I, there are there are just a fewer of us who have sort of scaled up yep. um, to a, a really viable commercial size. Mm-hmm. But then there are others that are really putting a lot of love and soul into it. Okay, but it may just not have reached that scale size yeah, of business yeah. size of production yet. So how did you become president of the Vermont Grape and Wine Council, <laughs> however old they may be? Um, I think that that's a, I, you'd have to ask the voting membership. <laughs> <laughs> but so we're um, all wonderful, by the way. <laughs> so what do you? I mean, what do you plan to do? What What is your whole? What's my presidency about? Goal, right. Yeah, what, <laughs> yeah what's your legacy I, that you're going to leave for this um, Actually, I have thought about that a little bit. Okay. And um, we have right now a specialty crop block grant mm-hmm. through the USDA that is primarily focused on increasing the acreage of wine grapes grown in Vermont and increasing yeah. the quality coming out of Vermont vineyards. Okay. And... Um, it's it's funding for us to hold workshops and all kinds of different sessions, conferences, and pr- primarily workshops and getting some outside consultants in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd really like to focus on that, and that'll mean getting our members out to other vineyards, sharing ideas, getting yeah. outside experts in um, to for all of us to learn more about viticulture primarily. Some winemaking, but it's, it's especially crop grant. Right. So it's, yeah. um, it's going to be viticulture focused. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure you would agree where everyone knows the most important quality is coming out of the vineyard. And, yeah. and I think that's the, our biggest area of improvement in Vermont is, is, to, mm-hmm. is to improve everybody's agricultural practices right. and, uh, and viticultural practices. Yeah. Yeah, what so how are you going to do that? I mean, that's 
How are you going to improve the economy? <laughs> economy? I'm not talking about the economy. Hang on here. How are you going to improve the quality well, I th- across the board? Yeah, I, um, I think that there's already been some movement, and it's not starting with me, that's for sure. Um, I think my job's just going to be to pick up the energy and keep moving forward. Uh, but there's already been some, some movement and some energy towards getting folks who are starting out or interested in starting out to come to established vineyards in Vermont, okay. such as we are. Right, I mean, established right, right. 10 years, yeah. but it's something. Um, and doing either day-long or a couple-day workshops on whatever's happening that season. So maybe right now, canopy management. Okay. And um, you know, so we have someone in the northern tier, someone in the center, and someone in the southern tier, because no one wants to, it's a small state, but we still feel like we're far apart. Yep, yep. Um, and, uh, and get folks in the state who are established to know what they're doing, to, mm-hmm. to help other folks starting out or, or interested to talk about canopy management for a day, talk about pruning for a day. We did a pruning workshop, was it last winter? I can't remember, at Lincoln Peak, and uh, had wonderful turnout, mostly with folks who were interested in growing grapes, or maybe even had some just in their backyards, but didn't really know how to prune them. And um, it seems silly to start with backyard growers, but if we just get more interest and knowledge about viticulture yeah. and going in general, I think it'll be to everyone's benefit. Who, who sponsored the, the grant to begin with? I mean, how did it's, that it's get from started? the USDA, right. and it's through the state agency of ag. Okay. So we have we have a sponsor in the agency yeah, who yeah, works so, with us to administer okay, those grants. Yeah. Someone who wants to see some more grapes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and it's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and our agency of ag is a wonderful, wonderful group of people. Yeah. They're they're the secretary just stopped by my stand at the farmers market the other day and said, Sarah, what can we do to help you? Yeah. <laughs> Said, well, well, let's see, Jack. <laughs> now that you're asking. I've <laughs> got a laundry list of things. Interesting. Well, I mean, would you say that Vermont grape growers are a fairly tightly knit group then? Or do you think they're more kind of spread out? Um, there's a lot of close cooperation between a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And I, I probably mentioned to you when you were visiting that we get together with other vineyards and do blind tastings and mm. and have you know an honest conversation about the wines that are right. we're tasting of, yeah. of our own that are in paper bags mm. and then pull them out and see who's who's yep. and um, that only works in a group of people that you know and trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's certainly true. Yeah, don't doubt it. I mean, as far as evaluators of your wine outside of the grape growers themselves. I know you have a pretty big presence um, at the International Cold Climate Competition mm-hmm. that's coming up. Um, and then also, I'm assuming, the Indy Competition. I think we saw some medals there. We, we, a lot of folks went to the Big E. Okay. I'm not sure who entered the Indy. Yeah. I, um, we haven't. Mm-hmm. But it's um, certainly something that we will look at. We're so focused on our local market that we, I'd say, the truth, we haven't looked at very many big competitions. Yeah, yeah. Well, so does Just Vermont have uh, a conference every year? I mean, do, yeah. you, do you get together regularly? Yep. yep. So um, this past one was in the third week of June, I think. Mm-hmm. Was that all? I guess that was. Just the third week of June, and um, we had some great folks. It was mostly 
on viticulture this year, and we had some great folks from uh, both Canada and out of Pennsylvania. Mark Chen came okay. down. Do you know him? Extension agent no, from no. UPenn. Um, really, really sharp, sharp fellow mm-hmm. on viticulture, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great program. Mm-hmm. So we do have a conference every year. Yeah. That'll continue. Very nice. Yeah. Where is it at? Is it in uh, Burlington or? It's been, uh, it, last year it was in Montpelier, and this okay. year it's Randolph. It's yeah. Randolph. Right. Yeah. At, at the Vermont Technical College. Mm-hmm. A nice big classroom upstairs with all the smart stuff that we plug in with right. the laptops and it appears <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> See how it goes. So, what are your thoughts on um, AVAs, viticultural AVAs, for cold, hardy, grape growing areas? I think if an ABA has a really distinct identity, mm-hmm. it's a great thing. Yeah. But if it doesn't have a distinct identity, or if it hasn't had a chance to develop a distinct identity, it can divide people too soon. Mm-hmm. So, in your opinion, would you say that Vermont is not at that point where it is definitive enough? You could say we could probably establish a wine region. I mean, it already is t- technically Vermont is. Yep. I mean, that's what we put on our labels. Right. Yeah. Um, I haven't thought about it to be honest. Okay. It's not. A, like I said, it's we're still so focused on the local market, mm-hmm. and by that I I mean certainly Addison County, mm-hmm. um, but also all the other counties in Vermont, especially the adjoining ones, and we are still running primarily on our name, yeah. not on an ABA, because there aren't so many of us right. yet. Exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of the local community, you get you know, this influx of affluent East Coasters coming up the roads, and then you have uh, kind of your local agricultural-focused population in the immediate area. And then you talked a little bit about the vineyard, but I mean, what is the general palate preference? Uh, that you see. Oh, it's across the board. Yeah. I know a lot of places, um, if, <laughs> tourists have a reputation as liking sweet wine, mm-hmm. but I don't find that there are any rules for yeah. what the locals like or what the tourists like. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes the wine they like, and we make something from dry through sweet and dessert. Right, so. right, right. Because you have a special, like, kind of We've got something, labels, we've got something, something for here. everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We, we, we aim to please. <laughs> so, uh, no, I don't... I We have local customers who are absolutely dedicated to Marquette mm-hmm. and local customers who are absolutely dedicated to Ragtime White. Right. And tourists who either discover us for the first time and love one or the other or both or... Um, or who come back every year to either go to the campgrounds around here or right. they have a cabin around here and are coming back. And regularly people will go out with a mixed collection mm-hmm. from dry to sweet. Yeah, because I, I think that was the most amazing thing that when I came out here, people were like, oh yeah, you know, there's a winery around Florida. I, I enjoy their Marquette. <laughs> and you know, like being from Minnesota, I'm like... I think I'm the only one who knows what that means. Did you just say Marquette right away? Yes, you did. Okay. Fantastic. And they meant it. 
Right, and, and they and, enjoyed it. And, and, they, and they also probably noticed the difference between each of our vintages of Marquette, because they've been paying that close attention. Right, right, right. Yeah. They love it. We're excited about the 2012 Marquette, speaking of. Excellent, excellent. So tasted, tasted through the barrels yesterday. Okay. And it's, uh, it is very promising right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know when we're going to release it. We haven't even bought it yet. So, I'm not sure yet. Good time. Right. Um, what is it, August 7th? It is. October first, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Something like that. Interesting. All right. um, yes. Any favorites outside of Marquette and the Crescent? Personal favorites or favorites mm. for the industry? Personal favorites. I don't have a personal. Favorite. That's the honest answer. <laughs> that's that's perfectly. Um, I'm one of those responders it, as well. It depends. People ask me all the time, actually, especially when I'm working by the tasting bar. So, which yeah. one's your favorite? Yeah. Well, let's, let's, and it's a fair question, but yeah. but it depends what I'm eating. Let's break this down. If no. I'm having milk, maybe milkshake. That's <laughs> <laughs> rosé. That's rosé. We'll be fine. But in the vineyard itself, what is your favorite brand? In terms of varieties to grow. Correct. Not wine. Correct. Okay. Before wine. Before wine. Which one's your golden child? Um, probably Marquette. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of easiness to grow. Yeah, it does tend to be pretty vigorous. There's often more growth on Marquette than there is on La Crescent. Mm-hmm. But La Crescent cl- clusters are kind of fragile. Yeah. Right around ripe, ripe in time. Um, if you hit them wrong, they just shatter to the ground. Yeah. And Marquette have these really nice, maybe a little bit too compact, but mm-hmm. compact clusters, and you can grab a bunch in your hand and right. <laughs> sliding on the Easy to be, yeah, you know how I evaluate them. They're easy to shoot position and they're easy to pack. You know, I know it's big. But the crescent tastes good. Okay. Yeah, if I'm going to eat grapes, right. which I do yep. every year until well, I get a stomach ache, it's the crescent. Okay, yeah, far none. Interesting. Well, I know in Minnesota they get a lot of volunteers to pick their grapes. These are not huge wineries by any means. Is it the same kind of feel here? Not necessarily. We have a community harvest day, and folks come out and really do pick quite a few grapes, mm-hmm. put a dent in it. But um, we hire folks to yeah, yeah. work for you know a solid three or three and a half weeks yep. of the long harvest lasts. Yeah. Um, and we it's piece rate. We pay them by the pound, yep. and most folks can make pretty good money if they have done any kind of agriculture before and have quick hands. Right. <laughs> Always important. <laughs> yeah, that's always the caveat. Quick hands. Interesting. So, I mean, it's, in terms of the tourism, though, is the agro tourism thing a thing in Vermont in terms oh, yeah. of wine culture oh, goes? Yeah, definitely. Um, and and one of the biggest draws, I think, for us is that we're growing all the grapes and we have 12 acres of vineyard right there and people go out and check it out all the time and then come in with really intelligent questions about what they saw. Yeah. So it's fun for us yeah. too. Interesting. Yeah. Interact with the future customers. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, those are all the, the questions I have. Stored up burning, burning questions? Correct. <laughs> I hope I've uh, given us a, a fair representation. Mm. Definitely, definitely. 
All right, there you have it. Sarah, thank you very much for the interview. It was a wonderful conversation. Now, if any of you are wandering around Vermont, wondering what to do, if you are just north of Middlebury, don't forget to stop by Lincoln Peak Vineyards and say hello to Sarah. Go ahead and enjoy her wines. In the meantime, don't forget to stop by my blog, and you know what? Have a glass of wine while you're visiting. Cheers. <laughs>